Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. You're just in time. I believe I've isolated the algorithm for making friends. You know how cheap sitcoms will have a laugh track instead of a live audience? I do indeed. Hear him out. If he's really onto something, we could open a booth at Comic Con, make a fortune. I feel like they got to do the same thing for the Olympics, like have, you know, some sort of applause track um, so it's not just silent. (laughs) They're absolutely going to need to do that. Now I'm imagining like a nightmare situation where uh, somebody's in in control of the tracks and like accidentally hits a laugh track when when a gymnast comes crashing down. (laughs) Oh! Ooh, or we hear the bone break because there's nothing to cover it up. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch, and today... The games will go on, but the fans won't be there. Organizers will hold Olympic events in Tokyo without spectators, a move they say was a heavy decision. Ryan Heath author of our Global Translations newsletter and host of the Global Translations podcast on the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which are actually taking place in 2021 and which won't have any spectators. So, yeah, weird. Um, sounds fun, right? That, that's, that's what the show's about. Here we go. So, Ryan, the Olympics are happening in Tokyo, Japan next week. And even though things are feeling basically normal here in a lot of ways, Tokyo is under a state of emergency. How is this going to work? It's going to be extremely complicated. Now, everything is relative is the first point for everyone to understand. So there are fewer cases in Tokyo, in in Japan, than in most major cities and most states in the United States and a lot of other countries as well. Hmm. But what's really different about the Tokyo Olympics is that most Japanese remain unvaccinated. It's only around one in five who've received a vaccine dose. Hmm. And Tokyo is inviting people in from 200 different countries. So it's not just what happens in Tokyo. It's what happens when those people fan back out to their home countries, which often have even lower vaccination rates than Japan. So there are just myriad ways for this to go wrong. But also there's just a huge amount of passion and investment in the world wanting these Olympics to succeed. So they're going ahead regardless. Let me see if I have this straight. The state of emergency in Tokyo isn't necessarily because like coronavirus is spreading out of control there, but it's because they're going to be having the Olympics and they're sort of concerned about what that could mean for Tokyo and the rest of the world? In relative terms, coronavirus is now much more prevalent than it has been at other times during the pandemic in Tokyo. So there is a reason for uh, the local government to have put in increased restrictions. But the other big fear was that it would get absolutely rampant by the time of the Olympics. So they've just stayed in Mm. this steady state of emergency lockdown in order to avoid it getting worse. Gotcha. So things have been bad, but not terrible. And the lockdown was designed to stop it getting out of control around the Olympics. Mm. Okay, so I want to talk about some of the logistics of this. I mean, you you mentioned 
athletes coming in from countries across the world. Uh, I guess the first question I have is, are, are athletes going to be vaccinated? Are they required to be vaccinated? No. So most athletes will end up being vaccinated, but there's no requirement. Mm -hmm. The only requirement is that they have a couple of negative tests before their arrival in Japan. Once they're on the ground in Japan, they'll have to undergo daily COVID testing when the Olympics proper kicks off. So there's lots of ways to catch a problem, but we've seen the Delta variant break through even the most extreme quarantine systems like in my home country, Australia. So there's nothing to say it can't happen again. There's a strong incentive for people who've experienced symptoms to perhaps consider getting some fake results and trying to evade the system that way. We see that in terms of performance enhancing drugs all the time. There's no reason why we might not end up in the same situation around COVID when these lifetime dreams are on the line. Hmm. Is there going to be some sort of quarantine bubble for athletes? Like, how, how does all of that work? Are they going to be, like, confined to a single hotel? Are they going to be able to see each other? Um, I don't know. What, what does the day-to-day -day there look like? Yeah, I think we would not describe it as a biosecure bubble in the way that we might have seen with different American sports leagues, with different mm -hmm. football, soccer tournaments in other countries around the world. Uh, but there is a clear intention that there's not a lot of mixing going on, which is why you're going to have the reduced entourages of officials. You're not going to have as many volunteers. Uh, you are not going to have the wild parties in the public squares that we all associate with previous Olympic Games. So I don't think there's any way to completely contain uh, a mixing of the, the many tens of thousands of people who are still coming for the Olympics with the local population, but it's going to be limited as much as possible. And then what most of the Olympic committees are doing is flying their athletes out within 24 or 48 hours of their events being over. So this whole idea that it becomes a wild party at the closing ceremony, that's not really going to happen this time around. And then there's no spectators. Yeah, <laughs> that's the big one. <laughs> so I honestly think that this is as much about optics and political management domestically in Japan as it is about the real evidence-based health risks. Hmm. Now, the thing to remember here is that it is likely to be the post-Olympic period that could cause um, the biggest problems when uh, you start to see the variant enter into other parts of the Japanese population or you see athletes and officials return home to their home countries and infect uh, unvaccinated populations. We know it's literally possible to have sporting events with large crowds uh, when you follow protocols and when there are a lot of vaccinated people. Uh, but the Japanese government has decided that it's just not worth the risk. Uh, it wants to pull off the games. It wants to be able to sort of deliver that boost to national pride. But the Japanese people overall, around three quarters of them, are very skeptical that this is going to work. And so they're just not willing to have the risk of having the spectators there. I want to go back to Japan's coronavirus situation, because you mentioned that at least case wise, it's not that bad. But then that what one in five people are vaccinated there. Um, that sounds kind of surprising to me, given, you know, that we have pretty high vaccination rates here in the U.S. Why is Japan behind so much. I think Japan is in the same boat as a few other countries that were doing well at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, in the sense that they have fairly strong hygiene protocols in general in Japan. Uh, they were early on the case in, in, in uh, you know, putting in some restrictions, and they just never really had the huge surges that other countries uh, like the US and the UK had. 
They were also attempting to develop their own vaccines. And as we know with vaccines, most of them just don't work out or they take a very long time Mm -hmm. to develop. So when you place some bets on domestic research and it doesn't pay off, but you haven't arranged all of the contracts uh, with uh, foreign companies and you don't have that many COVID cases today, it doesn't feel like such a big drama. Uh Now that we're in the moment and there are hundreds of new cases each day, it does feel like more of a drama for the Japanese population. At the same time, it's not half a million people dying. It's not tens of thousands of new cases a day like we have seen in the United States. Hmm. But the fear is that when you bring in a bunch of people from across the world, they could potentially spread to Japanese citizens or Japanese citizens could spread to them and then they could bring it back to their countries. Yes, and it's really about the Delta variant, which has a higher viral load than the original virus and the previous variants, uh, which means that it is more transmissible. So when you have an unvaccinated population, it can really tear through that group of people in a way that it's just not going to in a vaccinated population, and which is different to a year ago when we were first dealing with all these lockdowns. How do you think this is going to turn out? I mean, you've talked to some of the folks coordinating this. You're tracking the global health situation every day. Like, Do you feel like there are significant risks here and we could see something bad happen? I think there are real risks. There are just so many variables. And at the end of the day, it's also going to be hard to directly link any of the fallout straight back to the Olympics. Mm. You know, it might be possible with excellent contact tracing and and genome work, but it's not going to always be obvious that that Tokyo was the cause of any problem that emerges. Uh, At the same time, I was in Sydney for the 2000 Olympics, London for the 2012 Olympics, and you see at the beginning that there can be skepticism or there's not, you know, a unity around the fact that this event is happening in a particular city. And then the world kind of coalesces and the host city does coalesce around the idea that this is a very magical moment. So whatever those health risks are, I think as we build through the games into that second week, it will start to feel like something excellent and that the world can do things again. So I think you're really going to have this sort of parallel universe where the risks will be more to the forefront of debate and you'll hear more from those voices at the beginning of the games and then towards the end of the games we're going to start to to feel the excellence and hear the inspiring stories and i think that's going to to dominate the narrative in the end ryan heath thanks so much for talking with me thanks jeremy Also today, President Biden still opposes marijuana legalization. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said so on Wednesday, putting Biden at odds with Democratic leadership on Capitol Hill as it advances legislation to end the federal prohibition on pot. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer unveiled draft legislation yesterday that would legalize marijuana as well as expunge nonviolent criminal records related to the drug. It would also allow states to decide whether or not to legalize marijuana. Asked about the majority leader's proposal, Saki told reporters the president's stance on legalization hasn't changed. Biden has previously supported marijuana decriminalization, but hasn't gone so far as to support legalization. And treating firearm-related injuries in the U.S. costs more than a billion dollars annually, with public health programs like Medicaid picking up most of the tab. That's according to new government accountability office estimates shared with Politico. 
The assessment was requested by House and Senate Democrats last year and comes as the Biden administration is encouraging cities to spend unused COVID relief funds to address gun violence. The nonpartisan GAO found gun violence accounts for about 30,000 hospital stays and about 50,000 emergency room visits annually. More than 15% of firearm injury survivors are also readmitted at least once after initial treatment, costing an additional eight to 11,000 per patient. Because the majority of victims are poor, the burden largely falls on safety net programs like Medicaid, including covering some of the care for the uninsured. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you're not subscribed to Politico Dispatch, do it. Press subscribe and tell a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.